This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Kaya Williams, subbing in for Eleanor Bennett with your top stories of the day. Picking County is hoping that by limiting the amount of energy homes use outdoors, it can get closer to meeting its carbon reduction goals. But county commissioners are waiting to give their final approval to the new energy rules. Caroline Yanez reports on yesterday's meeting. Local planners and architects showed up to object to the proposed changes, saying the proposed cap of 200 million BTUs for outdoor energy use would be too burdensome for people who have not yet received approval on land use applications. Outdoor energy use includes things like heated driveways and swimming pools, and Pitkin County officials say it often accounts for two to three times a home's total energy use. Commissioners agreed that if they approve the limit, they'd like to develop some kind of appeals process for people to show that the rules are truly too demanding. Commissioner Francie Jacober agreed, but was skeptical. These people do not experience undue hardship in terms of building 9,000 square foot houses with pools. Assistant County Attorney Laura McCarr says it's a legal designation that could include things like geographic constraints or time spent waiting for application approval. They would make that argument to you, whether you find it persuasive would would be in your discretion. (laughs) The commissioners will take up the issue again in February and consider a blueprint for a potential appeals process then. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. The Basalt Town Council will keep its vacancy vacant, at least until the April municipal election. According to the Aspen Times, former councillor Glenn Drummond resigned on November 30th to move out of the state. The council won't call a special election since it's so close to the regular election in April and opted not to appoint someone to fill the vacancy. Current councillors say that's because all the candidates who submitted letters of interest to fill the seat intend to run in April. There will be three seats on the council up for election then, as well as the mayor's seat. Current Mayor Bill Kane has said he won't be seeking a second term. In news from the Edless Neeson Arts and Culture Desk, a winter school tradition continues at the Wheeler Opera House tonight with the annual presentation of Aspen History 101 and a free screening of the movie Aspen Extreme. The History Crash Course starts at 5.30 p.m. with a tongue-in-cheek approach to the story of Aspen. It also includes free beers for audience members over 21. Then the Aspen Extreme screening starts at 7.30. It's a cult classic movie about two friends who move to Aspen on a whim and take advantage of all the town has to offer. Seating is first come, first served. No tickets required, but you might want to get there early as this event tends to pack the theater. Also on the Winter School front, a local band called 4321 will perform in Wagner Park tomorrow afternoon. Their catalog is mostly original music with songs written from the heart. The band is scheduled to play from 2 to 4 p.m. Then from 5 to 7, another band from Salt Lake City will perform. The 1001 Band is a group of seven musicians who play a mix of rock, blues, and funky jams. Theater Aspen will kick off a season of winter programming this month with a Broadway concert series at the Hotel Jerome. It's hosted by Seth Radetzky, a musician, comedian, and satellite radio personality, and it features two notable actresses as guests. Radetzky will talk to Tony Award winner Jesse Mueller from the musical Beautiful this Saturday, and on Monday he'll chat with SNL's Anna Gasteyer, who also starred as Elphaba in Wicked. Gasteyer says she's been friends with Radetzky for decades, so the show will feel kind of like a fireside chat. Seth manages to get out of anyone, um, me in particular, stories that should not be told in public. You really feel like you 
you spent the night with a couple of weird old weird old friends, which is always a good outcome to the theater, in my opinion. Their conversation will be interspersed with musical performances. Gasteyer says there will be some novelty songs and Broadway favorites in the mix from shows like Wicked and Funny Girl. And in news from the Ski Report, it's a powder day. The snow stake at Aspen Mountain has picked up about 9 or 10 inches of snow since this storm began. I'm seeing about 6 inches for the storm total at Snowmass and Buttermilk and close to 8 at Aspen Highlands. This, of course, is based on the snow stake webcams. And if this forecast sticks, those cameras are going to record even more snow through Monday. Open Snow is predicting another 20 inches in the next five days at Ajax and Highlands, 17 inches at Buttermilk and 22 inches at Snowmass. All this can make for some very fun skiing at the resort, but it also creates some hazards imbalance and will significantly impact the avalanche danger in the backcountry. The Colorado Avalanche Information Center has issued a special avalanche advisory for this weekend, and danger is already considerable today. People can easily trigger avalanches, breaking one to three feet deep in the accumulating and drifted snow. The recent storms also helped with coverage on cross-country ski trails, though some spots still have variable conditions. Another cross-country ski race is coming up this weekend for the Ute Cup Nordic Series, also known as the Aspen Cup. Spring Gulch in Carbondale will be hosting a rat race on Saturday morning. There will be one-kilometer and three-kilometer races for juniors and 5K and 10K races for all ages. It's a skate ski race with a mass start at 10 a.m. Cold temperatures are in the forecast today and heading into the weekend with highs mostly in the 20s. In statewide news, Jason Bobert, the ex-husband of U.S. Representative Lauren Bobert, was arrested Tuesday following a physical altercation with his teenage son. That's according to CPR. Court records show Jason was arrested on charges including misdemeanor assault. Garfield County jail records confirm he was released the same day. The son said his father became physically aggressive while drunk. Police say the arrest was not related to a public argument between Jason and Lauren Bober at a restaurant over the weekend. Jason called 911 during that incident and claimed his ex-wife punched him in the face. The Republican representative Lauren Bober denies that. A human services child welfare caseworker from Delta County was recently recognized by the state as Colorado's Caseworker of the Year for 2023. The award recognizes people who exhibit exceptional dedication, professionalism, and innovation in the realm of child welfare. Megan Sandoval says being a social worker is a calling. I didn't actually choose this this career. It chose me, and I didn't. Little did I know it was a passion. Um, until I was knee deep in it. And I mostly just serve the community that, you know, obviously I, I work for and I serve more so the family struggling and, and obviously children. Sandoval says social work is challenging across the board, but particularly in rural areas. Working in a rural community, it's difficult because we have limited therapeutic services as well. We, we also are always in need of foster homes especially those that take in all kids of all ages. That's a really big struggle that we have. Sandoval was one of 50 child welfare workers across the state who were nominated by colleagues for their work. 
Colorado's high school graduation rate continued to improve slightly since dipping during the pandemic. CPR reports for the class of 2023 just over 83 percent graduated in four years, and the dropout rate was down to about 2 percent, but the rate remains higher than early and pre-pandemic. There are still significant gaps in graduation rates by race and ethnicity. Using cannabis before exercise can make workouts more enjoyable, but it doesn't help performance. CPR health reporter John Daly explains the new research from CU Boulder. Researchers recruited 42 volunteers who already run while using cannabis. They ran on a treadmill for half an hour, both with and without the drug. Here's researcher Angela Bryan. They experienced more feelings of euphoria and runner's high when they were under the influence than they did in the non-cannabis run. Um, At the same time, the cannabis run, although it felt better affectively, it felt harder. She says they rated perceived exertion higher in the cannabis run than the non-cannabis run. The study is published in the journal Sports Medicine. I'm John Daly, CPR News. And in news from the region and beyond, despite recent snowstorms, our region continues to be affected by historic drought. That's why ranchers are looking for ways to cope with dry conditions, starting here in the Roaring Fork Valley. The Mountain West News Bureau's Caleb Radel has more. In western Colorado, researchers will test the drought resilience of grass and alfalfa fields. They'll use different treatments to reduce soil compaction. One will be aeration puncturing holes in the ground so air, nutrients, and water can get into the soil. Another is applying biochar, a carbon-rich solid made from crop residues and wood. Some fields will be fully watered. Others will get an amount that simulates drought conditions. Heather Lewin with the Roaring Fork Conservancy spoke about the importance of this study during a recent webinar. As we've seen so far this winter, with the abundance of uh, brown outside, even here in the high mountains, rather than snow, Um, The common ground that was pretty easily found between the ranching community and a watershed group is concerns over persistent drought and lack of water resources. Researchers plan to collect soil and crop samples this summer and hope to have the study results within a year. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Caleb Radel. The oil and gas industry is looking at carbon capture as a way to address climate change, and a new network in our region aims to help. Wyoming Public Radio's Caitlin Tan reports for the Mountain West News Bureau. The Petroleum Association of Wyoming represents the majority of oil and gas operators in the state. And the group recently formed the Wyoming Carbon Innovation Network. The network's Julie Martinez says they'll be looking at everything from... Dealing with the carbon, but it's also... Where do you put the carbon? How do you move the carbon? How do you extract it from the air? Carbon is a climate warming gas that can come from fossil fuel production. So the network wants to support Wyoming companies looking at capturing carbon and then figure out how to turn it into something that can be sold. For example, it can be pumped back into the ground to actually help extract more oil. But environmental groups question that last part. They say a climate warming gas that's removed from production or from the atmosphere shouldn't be used to create more fossil fuels. For Wyoming Public Radio, I'm Caitlin Tan in Pinedale. One person is dead and three are injured after an inbounds avalanche occurred at the Palisades Tahoe Resort in California yesterday. That's according to the Associated Press. Local law enforcement identified the deceased as 66-year-old Kenneth Kidd, a resident of nearby Truckee and Point Reyes. 
The ski area closed after the incident occurred yesterday. It's back open today, but with limited terrain, and the expert zone where the avalanche occurred remains closed. According to the Colorado Avalanche Information Center, this is the first avalanche-related death of the 2023-24 season. Last year, 30 people died across the country in avalanches, and 11 of those were in Colorado. The Aspen Public Radio newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Sander, Caroline Yanez, Eleanor Bennett, and me, your host for the day, Kaya Williams. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.